Hello and welcome to the Spirit Talk Podcast, where we'll talk all things spiritual. I'm your host and the creator of the podcast, Brandy Bolton. Join me at looking at spirituality from many different angles. There will be no stone left unturned. From science and spirit to topics that some may call woo-woo, I will also discuss my own experiences as a developing psychic and medium. This podcast is for all the seekers out there, and I sincerely hope you enjoy. Hello, Spirit Talkers. Thank you so much for joining me once again. Or if you're new here, hi, how are you? I'm Brandy Bolton. This is Spirit Talk, where we talk all things spirituality. We even have a little soul tribe that's growing and gaining momentum. There is a group on Facebook where we discuss well, anything and everything under the spiritual umbrella. And we even have a chat going now, which I love the engagement on. Thank you. Join the Soul Tribe if you like. There is a a link in the show notes. And thanks for joining me today. I have a guest. Amy Bevington is a psychic medium and meditation coach who really aims to break through woo-woo perspectives and inspire others to pursue a life of purpose. And I really loved speaking with Amy today. Uh, Before we hit record, we found out how many people we know in common, which was a delight. And her and I just kind of got nerdy about mediumship and kind of the mechanics of it, how it really works for her. She gave us a glimpse into how she works with spirit. And I definitely heard some of the techniques that she uses for the very first time during our chat. So she taught me something and I'm grateful for that. Amy's website is themodernmedium.ca. Link in the show notes for that as well. Please enjoy my conversation with Amy. Yay. Yay. Okay. Amy, it is so good to have you on Spirit Talk. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Brandy. I'm very excited. I am so excited. We just connected behind the scenes <laughs> before we hit record and found so many mutual connections. I feel like I know you, but we've never met before. Same, same, same. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm blown away. I love this. <laughs> yeah, both of our minds are blown. It's one of those, do you know this person? Do you know that person? Uh, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I know your cousins. I know your, I know friends, old coworkers. Yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I love this. And you were saying there's something familiar about me. And same thing with like, I, I felt it was like an energetic thing when my friend said, oh, do you follow mm-hmm. the modern medium? And I, and I looked at your page and I tell you what, I am very careful about who I follow. I curate the hell out of my Instagram. I don't want anything on there that just isn't for me. So I looked at your page and I was like, hell yeah, I'll follow her. And it was like a familiarity. And then we connect and it's like, oh, we know so many people in common. (laughs) I love that. I feel the exact same way about you. And I um, I don't know how we connected, whether or not if I saw that you followed me or not. And um, when I clicked on, on your same thing, I was like, how do I know her? Do I know her? but then also 13 is my favorite number it's my favorite Uh, hello yeah so is it also your birthday yes me too (gasps) when's your birthday december 13th oh my god september 13th oh my goodness you virgo 
Yes. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I love Virgos. I just uh, connected with another Virgo on a different podcast. I was her guest though. Um, and guess what? Her name is Amy. So this really? is getting weird. Okay. This is freaking me out actually. <laughs> this is freaking me out. This is Sim. This is Sim moment. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I love I'm I'm super here for it. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> good, great. good. I think my face is gonna hurt. I've been smiling so much in the past like 10 minutes. I know my face already hurts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was just uh looking at your website and where you're doing your readings at that hair mm. salon is yeah. like smack dab in the middle where two of my teachers are, like you know, that Kanaka Way in yeah. Ridge. Yeah, that's like an energy to that area, man. Cause I have a Reiki there teacher is. there and a mediumship teacher there, like right in the yes. same block. Yes. So good for yes. you for landing in that salon. It looks amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. I love it so much. And it's funny when I originally was looking for a space, I actually started off in Port Moody and, um, I was um, renting a space by the day, not by the month. And the owner ended up renting it to someone full time. And so I, I actually looked into renting a room here because I just loved the spot so much. And at the time there wasn't space available. And then here we are a year later and the owner and I connected a women, a women's event. We know each other, same thing where we know each other through people and such. And, um, we just kind of really hit it off. And then she started talking to me about the opportunity of renting room. And I was like, Oh my God, I, I wanted to rent a room there. (laughs) So it was just like, it all just kind of came together so I'm exactly where I feel like I need to be. So it's great. Yeah. When things are so aligned and really how it's supposed to be, things just fall into place sometimes like that. I love that for you. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Um, So we kind of jumped ahead a bit. You're a medium doing mediumship readings in this mm-hmm. hair salon and, and now slash mediums mediumship space. And it's gorgeous. You did a little tour on your Instagram. It's so pretty. So, but what I want to know is let's rewind and start with your mediumship journey to get really nerdy and weird about it. Let's get nerdy about mediumship here. How did you start? Have you always been a medium? How did you kind of open up to deciding, okay, I'm going to actually do this. Mm -hmm. Give us all the details. Well, it was a long road, Brandy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, it, It took me a long time to get there, you know, overall, because um, I was raised in a uh, Christian home, a pretty strict home, especially in my early years. And so, you know, at the time as a child, I would see spirit all the time and I would tell my parents about it. And um, I was um, uh, raised in a, like a born again, Christian uh, type of church. So, you know, the Holy spirit and speaking in tongues and, you know, it was very yeah. open. Yeah. So like very, very spiritually connected and grounded Mm -hmm. in that fundamentally. Yeah. It allowed me to feel free to tell my parents about things that I would see. And I would get, you know, what I would call like a download now and also literally see spirit um, places I would go and I I would tell them. And it was encouraged at the beginning with my parents because of the association to religion in that way, I guess Mm -hmm. you could say. Sometimes I would see things that were associated with maybe angels and other times I would see things that were maybe a little bit more associated with demons right at the time and or what was perceived as such and um at a certain point it was like you know maybe we shouldn't talk about this anymore I think they got a little uncertain and Mm -hmm. then I also 
didn't know really um, what it was or how to navigate it in a certain way, I guess you could say. So it kind of dwindled as I aged Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of brushed things aside. And in my teens, sure, there were moments of seeing things. Um, I I had an incredible fear of the dark as uh, a teenager. I would sleep with the light on for years. I wouldn't, I couldn't sleep in the dark. And um, as time went on, in my 20s, I started to develop a little bit more. I started to see again really strongly after I had my first child, after uh. just just after I had her. I was breast breastfeeding one night at like three o'clock in the morning. And you know, you're just kind of like in this days, right? You're just uh-huh. doing just just every night's the same, kind of, more or less. And I was sitting there breastfeeding her, and boom, spirit walked across the room. And I was like, oh shit, like that, there it is. Like I just there it is again. I knew it it was familiar to me. And then it really started to take off um, where I would see them constantly all the time. And um, it got to be um, something that I just accepted that was around me. And I didn't tell anyone about it. And then it got to a point where uh, I couldn't ignore it anymore. So I would be at say a party around maybe people I don't know. And I would see spirit around them and I would feel inclined to talk to them about it and they would validate what I would say. And I was like, okay, like I'm not, not insane. And um, I just kind of left it be that way for a long time. So people kind of knew that this is something that I had or did, or was, I don't think anybody at that time would say that I was a medium at all, but spiritually connected, or I could see ghosts or something along those Mm -hmm. lines. Yeah. I, 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 the, the biggest thing for me, I don't know about you, but when COVID happened, you know, and really the whole planet started vibrating in a different way. And I really felt spirit so strongly that I felt very out of control and I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And so I I reached out to a family friend actually, um, who ended up being my mentor. Her name was Debbie. And I, um, I called her one day and I was, I like literally was just like, I need help. Like, I don't even know what's going on. I, I, please help me. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I, it was more about controlling it and stopping it than it was about developing as right. a media. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she met with me and then really, I mean, like, I'm so grateful for her and how she took me under her wing and taught me how to, what it was that was happening to me. <laughs> and then, uh, I worked under her, um, I mentored under her for, I guess it was about a year or so. And um, finally, she was like, okay, you're go. You're done. You're done. I'm done with you. <laughs> you can go be medium. I was like, um, I don't know. She's like, no, you are just go. And, <laughs> um, and then I just did. And I just jumped. And here I am. You took that leap. I took that leap. It was a long, it was a long build, you know, and, you know, spirits kind of like that, where I think I felt like I had no choice, like where I was just pushed off the edge. and I had to do it. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just so when surrender. Ah, uh, yes, surrendering, trusting, and just going for it. Right? It feels so, mm-hmm. so, so scary, and it just gets easier as time goes on. Right? It's true. When you went to Debbie, I feel like my mind is blown again because I might know of this woman or know her, and we'll talk about that after. Uh, yeah, sure. 
of course. <laughs> when you yeah. went to her and your and your kind of main goal was like, just help me stop this, shut it down. I hate this, like that kind of. Uh, how did yeah. it transition into? How did she or was it her or was it you who decided? Oh, actually, it's okay. I just need to learn how to work with it. Like, what went yeah. down there? How did that change? Well, I think there were kind of two sides of it. Number one was my perceptive perception of what was happening to me. Um, again, you know, being raised in a Christian home and, you know, they, they would talk about like mediums and, you know, things like that, um, you know, like psychics and how that's like evil or like bad. And, uh-huh. and so I had, I kind of had this notion that it was wrong. And then when I started to, and this really happened again, after I had my daughter, when I really started to look to things to help me understand myself and what was going on with me. So I would do the research. I would watch, you know, look up what a medium is, what a psychic is, what is spirit. And I really started to kind of connect the dots between spirituality and religion and how we got there. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And so for me, having kind of an understanding was fundamental as I approached it. And then the other part of that um, was really, I didn't, I wasn't seeking anything else other than how I just needed to feel resolve in my heart. So when I went to Debbie Mm -hmm. and I sat down, (laughs) The first thing she said to me was like, I just want to let you know, you're not a medium. You're, you're just here. And we're going to talk about meditation. And, you know, like, I mean, she said it more eloquently than that, but she was really direct in me and not saying walking around with some ego, like I'm a medium, I'm a medium. Um, And I was like, what? I was like, I don't, I don't want to be a medium. I don't care. That's fine. (laughs) I don't care. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I, it was weird. And then as she coached me, I didn't know. I had no idea. I walked in with no expectations at all. And she's like, great. So we're going to meditate. We're going to talk about breath today. And I was like, okay. Uh, I didn't really ask why I just trust her and, Mm -hmm. and how it bridged the gap for me in connecting with myself and then connecting with spirit, how that really took form. It blew my mind. Everything that I had known through religion and my experience as a mother and my experience with people, my experience in life really all just came together in this beautiful way where I was able to accept this as who I am and who I've been always. And it just, it's a part of my identity to, uh, this is who I am. And so I, um, it's like being left-handed or handed. It's just who you are. You know what I mean? It's just part mm-hmm. of you. And so once I accepted all of those layers, um, one of the last sessions I had with Debbie, she was like, okay, you're a medium, just go do it. And I was like, I am. <laughs> she was like, yeah, go. Like, this is what, this is your purpose. Be gone. Like, go, go. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> I know. I was like, okay. So, you know, and it, it just happened. So it was, again, that surrender is really key, but really going in, I feel like sometimes people have a notion where they're like, they put too much expectations on themselves. And what I love is what Debbie did for me without knowing it. She removed my ego where I didn't even know an ego could grow by saying, you're not a medium. And I, I, at that time I didn't under, I didn't care. That wasn't why I was there, but it kind of made me have this like piece of humble pie where even if that thought came to mind, I just thought I was learning. There was some kind of honest approach to it for me where it didn't feel I had any expectations only just to connect with myself and discover. And then it just kind of unfolded. Yeah. That's interesting. You That's what so I mean? funny you say that because I do feel like people often, they have this innate ability and they 
look outside of themselves and they're comparing themselves and stuff. One of my uh, teachers actually in the beginning was saying kind of the exact opposite of what Debbie told you, but the same. You are mm. a medium. You are a medium. It ha- she had me write lines. I am a medium. And I was so resistant to that because <laughs> of what I thought that meant when I finally realized, oh, I do this in my own way. And like, exactly. this is my own filter. Like it really has nothing to do with like, oh, what so-and-so does on TV or whatever. So right. I had these like shoes to fill in my mind and that's what mediumship was. But actually, no, it's just me doing my thing and perceiving spirit in my own way. And yes, I am. It's just that it might look different than what I think it is supposed to, right? Correct. Correct. And that's funny too, because it served a purpose for both of us in its own way. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's um because I had a big stigma. Like I on, honestly, I mean, I've had short hair for as long as I've, you know, over half my life. I've always I had short your hair. It's gorgeous. Thank you. And I, when I first cut my hair, my parents were again, like, you know, there is an expectation, you know, that girls have long hair and I always wanted to cut my hair. Even as a kid, I cut it a few times. <laughs> I got in trouble. Um, I just, yeah. And so I, I honestly, I felt like, I felt like telling them I was a medium was the worst thing I could do to them. Like mm-hmm. the worst, the like coming out as a medium was awful. And so my notion of what a medium was blocked me from, yeah really giving in and allowing myself to explore. And once that obstacle was removed, I was just Mm -hmm. able to kind of release. And so I love how it served a purpose to me, even though when she said it, I was almost offended. I was like, well, I don't, I don't think I'm a medium. Why are you saying that? Like, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not here. I'm not looking for that. I don't know. And, but it just kind of ended up being that way. And it's such a beautiful, pure way, you know? Yeah. And she probably has had the experience of people like, I'm a medium. I see this, I see that. And, and they have themselves up on a pedestal a little bit too much. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, Oh, let's, let's back up here. <laughs> very, let's start very, from basics. Very ego driven. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Yes. And unfortunately that is a part of, you know, the spiritual guru type world or yeah. you know, some mediums can be, but that's the case for all different areas of life there's people who put ego into it that's how it is so I want to talk about meditation a little bit obviously when you when when I look at your website when I look at your Instagram meditation is a big part of your spiritual practice Mm -hmm. did that come in when you first started to try to sort out why are you seeing spirit or were you always meditating or was that part of your teachings from Debbie it was part of my teachings from Debbie I when I after I had my first, I guess it was about when she was maybe a few years old. I had, I had always been into yoga and I've always enjoyed like yoga and running were like my two favorite ways of, you know, exercising. (laughs) And so I guess that was just about the time. I mean, I guess, gosh, you know, when that app came out, Calm or Headspace? Yep. Headspace, I think. Um, And it was like a new app at the time. And Mm -hmm. I guess I stumbled across it and I started to use it um just before I would do yoga or just like do stretches or whatever like I just kind of it became like a bit of a practice for me accidentally you know as you do and so um I also worked in the salon uh spa industry for Mm -hmm. 
years and we sold the Aveda product line. And there is a concept of elemental nature and Ayurveda and Ayurvedic practices um, that they use and apply to their aromas, um, how their aromas affect your olfactory system and how that connects with your chakras. Mm -hmm. And so I really, really was attracted to that. That really registered with me. And so at the time, it was all about connecting um, with, you know, myself with understanding chakras, and then also at the same time, dabbling in this new way of meditation with these apps and checking in with yourself. So that kind of all happened at the same time. But that was about even five, six years before I started, Mm -hmm. I connected with Debbie. So it was there and I dabbled and I had, I was drawn to and had knowledge of meditation and its importance. But I, it, it was more like here and there and something that I really felt connected to, but it wasn't something that I really understood is how, like literally how powerful it all really is mm-hmm. um you know hmm. yeah yeah as you're talking yeah. I'm like holy smokes it is so cool to see how the universe works and in people's lives because as you're having retrospect it's like oh well it found me like you know your interests are for a reason and you're working at a spa like it, people exactly. don't connect that with things but through this Ayurvedic line you're like finding chakra work finding meditation and stuff like that and it's like that is not how you would expect but it's just it it happens it happens because it's supposed to happen whether you're working at a spa or if you're an accountant or whatever what's supposed to be in alignment is it, it works out for people so yeah I know I know a lot of people try to force things or feel like they're really trying to pull the future really quickly toward them, especially in the beginnings of awakenings or yeah. in the beginnings of learning that they actually have abilities that they didn't really realize. And so that's why I wanted to say that is just, it's okay to slow down. It's okay to just follow the little breadcrumbs because it all does come together. <laughs> yes. You're, you are always exactly where you need to be mm-hmm. and, you know, follow, you know, follow the feeling and what makes you spark interest. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if you're curious about something, dig deeper and look into that. And then you have no idea. Yeah. The breadcrumb, what spirit will bring your way on top of it. It's, it's cool. Yeah. And you'll get there. You'd always yeah. do. Yes. So now I'd imagine that you take your meditation practice a little more seriously than back then when you were just dabbling, what does it do for you? What benefits Ooh. do you get from it? Well, Number one for me, so if I have a few days off, let's say um, connecting with spirits really important for me to kind of flush out, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Sometimes I describe it as a dam, let's say. So if I'm a a dam and you know how a dam has to release water sometimes, Mm -hmm. that's kind of the same rule with spirit. So that's your opportunity through meditation to connect to spirit, kind of flush out some of that energy, get those vibes. Sometimes if I don't, I can feel... I can feel spirit pushing a lot and I need to allow myself to connect with them, flush that through, and then, you know, kind of continue with my day. So it's purposeful with understanding how sensitive I am to spirit and, you know, energetic vibrations of spirit and of the people I'm around. Um, but then also it's, it, 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 it connects me back with myself. So no matter what hardship I'm going through, no matter how stressful the day is, um, no matter what problem presents itself as they do always, um, it just reminds me to, you know, stay, stay present 
you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I met a meditate variety of different ways, depending on, you know, where I'm at with my day or my week. And, you know, I, you know, and sometimes people put too much pressure on themselves to meditate, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. it has to be like this like crazy official thing, but yeah. it really doesn't have to be. Um, it's just your perception of what that looks like. So even a breathing is really, um, so if I'm feeling stressed out, um, one of my <laughs> practices, or if I'm just feeling like my brain is processing a lot, I do like a lot. I do that a lot. <laughs> um, and it's, it, You're a Virgo after all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As I am. And so <laughs> Uh, even my partner, he's like, oh, okay. Uh, you did the breath thing. You know, what's going on? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, so like, you'll I'm like just- take deep breaths. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do that. And just, I do it unconsciously now. Um, but it's to me, that's a micro meditation where yeah. you just with your breath and ex- expel energy, um, mm-hmm. through your awareness of that being necessary. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, it is very serious and I do it all the time, constantly throughout the day. <laughs> yeah. that No, that's a uh, really, really good point. And I love that you said that a lot of people are putting a little too much pressure on themselves and they think like we were talking about with mediumship, they have something in their mind. This is what meditation is, you know, sitting in Lotus with your yeah, silence, yeah. <laughs> but there are all kinds of ways. You said you enjoyed running that in and of itself can be a meditation. Like that's correct. And often is, and that's why people get, um, addicted to running. Cause it's like, Oh, your mind is quiet. You're letting all that mind clutter out. Right. Well, and you think about your vibration, your heart rate too, as you breathe, your breathing shifts and you start to vibrate at a different level as you engage with your heart rate in that way, uh, through your breath. Also, I have to say people who smoke, people who smoke do not understand when they step out, when they're stressed and they step outside to have a cigarette, they are breathing in a medi- meditative pattern. They are they are unconsciously connecting with themselves through their breath. They think it's about needing a cigarette, but it's now, yes, maybe they're addicted to it or it's a habit. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it is taking a moment to breathe. And so it's, it's um, you know, we self-regulate constantly all the time, right? And so understanding that the things our body needs to do are, are necessary. It's, it's our response to adjust in stressful situations and what, what have you, even excited situations. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Cool. I love that. So um, <laughs> when you, when you really did start to develop uh, your spiritual side and see the mentor and decide, oh, well, this is something I have, I see spirit <laughs> and, and start to kind of develop yourself. Did you notice like a general anxiety kind of dissipate? Like as you became more aware of your own energy and of spirit? Yes, um, pretty much non-existent. And, you know, it's um, for me, I grew up um, I grew up with IBS and I was also diagnosed with um, an autoimmune disease called fibromyalgia in my late 20s. And um, uh, as I developed um, into my mediumship, those types of ailments really released. I have tendencies to sway if I'm stressed or I'm not paying attention to myself. Mm. Um, but through my mediumship and meditation, I, I don't have those ailments anymore. So, you know, certain 
certain things about like how I ate, how I thought, like literally what I digested in my mind and my perspective changed the way my body responded. I Mm -hmm. became more aware of how people made me feel, how different interactions would affect me. And, you know, through that, it changed, it completely changed my life. It changed, it changed my life in every way, Mm -hmm. every way possible. That's really good to know because really I do good. feel, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there are a lot of people out there who kind of are unaware of their empathic qualities or of their mediumship qualities or whatever they have going on. Um, Cause I think there's actually more people who have this than they realize not that they'll be doing it for their profession, but I feel like there are a lot of people with this underlying and they don't quite know it, but it presents as like an anxiousness because you're not channeling it or you're not That's right. figuring it out. Right. Yeah. So did you find that yourself? Yeah. As a kid, I was like a nail biter yeah. chronic. I would never say I had anxiety because that's weak, <laughs> but I did like looking back, I was anxious and I did not know how to manage the spirit world because I didn't really know what, what that was like. Um, so yeah, after developing Mm -hmm. these abilities, I'm like, Oh, just like, I feel like I can breathe. (laughs) I feel a big weight off my shoulders. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So let's get really nerdy about mediumship uh you did a little I noticed you did a little Instagram about your scribbles I had done one too I think I did it after you but you know people pick things (laughs) out of the zeitgeist around the same times people are picking up on energies that are kind of going through and we have a lot of the same vibe a lot of the same um, vibrational match I feel so talk about scribbles did you always do that when you're doing your readings, you're doing your scribbles. No. Did you always do that? And why do you do that? And what does that do for you? You know, I really kind of grew into it or stumbled across it or fell into it somehow. And, you know, I, I actually don't recall really truly when it started. Mm-hmm. I, at first it was a way for me get out nervous energy. I am a Virgo. I'm a perfectionist by nature, even though I know perfectionism doesn't exist, uh, <laughs> but I'm a people pleaser by nature. So mm-hmm. I felt, I felt an immense amount, how ironic that this is what I would do because the, sh- the shit spirit says to me, I'm like, I don't want to say that sometimes, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> I would just, it became a little bit like a, like a nervous energy thing uh-huh. where I, I would have It started because I was mentoring under Debbie. So anytime I would sit in with her, I would, I would have my notebook because I would, I would take notes of anything that stood to me or if I had questioned for her. Mm -hmm. So I, I always had my notebook with me. And then, so I would sit with it open and I didn't intend to scribble. I just kind of started doing it. It just kind of happened. So, and then, and then once I was like, oh, this is a thing that like, I really can roll with this feels good. This feels right. I realized that it's, it's a way there's so many layers to it, but one of the layers is that it's a way for me to remove myself a little bit mentally from the situation I'm in, um, and remove some pressure if you will. So I just, it kind of distracts me from the person sitting in front of me and it allows me to engage with, spirit and stay in that vibration. I just keeps me right there. Um, and then, so when that happens, I, 
I'm not as easily distracted. If I'm not scribbling, I can get easily distracted from a sound outside or a car driving by or a person in the hall, whatever. If I'm scribbling, it really helps me just hone in mm. um, big time. And then uh, it also, so sometimes if I'm trying to draw spirit forward, if the, if the spirit, I don't want to say is resistant, but just at a distance ever so, um, I do scribble more. Um, mm. And then sometimes if the spirit's quite prevalent in the space or in the conversation, I actually, sometimes I don't scribble the whole session. So I don't notice, but sometimes I scribble eight to 12 pages. Like I can just go. It just really depends on the circumstance of who I'm reading um, and how I feel about that interaction a little bit. So I scribble, I noticed I scribble more when I'm trying to pull at more, if that makes sense. <laughs> uh, Ooh, you said that so beautifully. And I agree. I scribble too. And I agree. I agree yeah. with everything you said. It helps to keep the link and not yeah. get outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the one thing that I will say is opposite is the more energy I'm feeling, the more I'm like, I went right through the page the other day because it was <laughs> <laughs> so much. So, so a little bit opposite with that, where you're trying to pull them in with scribbles. Yeah, but isn't that, you put that so, so well is kind of just getting out of the way a little bit but also having something to focus on to not get distracted by other things do you find it sometimes that you have to come in and out because we have to communicate the things that we're receiving from spirit and it's not mm -hmm. always like they're speaking to us in words well at least it isn't for me it's through feelings mm -hmm. visions thoughts mm -hmm. do you find that you kind of have to come up and down in vibration like when you have to communicate a thing to them yes and no I see what you I definitely see what you mean I've never really thought about it if I'm being honest uh, I just thought about this last uh, week so <laughs> yeah I think it, it depends on the spirit engagement I have to say I, I yeah. respond as necessary based off of their vibration so if I'm trying to really pull at a spirit who sometimes they and you know there's layers to it uh they can all vibrate in a different way they they some sometimes they they're just a little bit at bay and mm -hmm. um if it, if it takes me a lot of my energy to pull it's like a tight it's like a you know tug of war right so if I'm pulling and then I let go for a sec I'm like oh I gotta catch it back up again sometimes yes, yes. so yeah I I definitely get that for sure but generally I'm really in it and and what I say during a session is my translation, but it's really all spirit. There's sometimes I catch myself trying to, you know, like interpret uh, it a little interpret too much. it. And when I just what I just yep, say, yep. literally exactly what it is, that's when I when I'm at my best. So I really try and focus on being like, can I swear right now? Like just mm -hmm. by saying sure, fuck it. You know, like mm -hmm. literally just fuck it. You know, just trust and go and surrender and just be here now and like this is insane let's do it <laughs> yeah it's all insane anyway so might as well get out of your way and just say it exactly. that brings me to the next question then is how have your readings changed from when you very first started to now if at all I just I think I I uh I trust more I trust myself mm -hmm. more and I trust spirit more where it does develop you know I think 
I, I, again, people's perception of spirit is, it seems so unattainable. Like even like something like God, like it's so they conceive all of that is very separate from us, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's very like out there and we're over here Mm -hmm. where it's so much the same as one thing that, you know, it's, I didn't realize how I am spirit and spirit is me. I am you and you are me. And it is all just a lot more easier than I, I thought. So once I really started to get into my practice, I I realized that I could say <laughs> literally to spirit, like, for example, I'll give you an example. Um, so I, I not only see, um, you know, loved ones who've passed on the other side or spirit energies. So guides, what have you, and there's a lot of layers to that energies in general, but I can also see influences of energies in your physical life now. So people who are affecting you in your life. And what I found is depending on the level of the spirit vibrated at, so sometimes if they're a lower level or if they're in, quite invested in our physical experience still in their spiritual journey, that I couldn't decipher if they were um, passed on or not. And so mm-hmm. sometimes it was really hard for me. I would talk about them and and I wouldn't even know if they were still alive or not. The client would would know and that's all that I care about. But then mm-hmm. I started to realize, well, why can't I know that spirit? Like we need to sort that out, don't we? Because I would <laughs> like to be able to articulate that better. And so during my meditation and, you know, as I work on, you know, our sign language or our rules, because spirit knows how I am going to interpret or feel something. They show me things on purpose. I said, hey, let's make a rule that if someone is still living, I want you, if you don't do it initially, that's fine. But when I ask, I want you to put a light above their head if they are still existing in this physical world. And Mm. if they don't, if they don't, then don't. And as soon as I did that, and honestly, this is, this is probably the most recent uh, shift I did maybe about, I don't even know how many months ago this year. Um, they were like, Oh, okay, no problem. Why didn't you say that? (laughs) And then, (laughs) and there we go. And so now if I don't know, I, you know, I'll say, okay, we need to, um, pull that forward a little bit more. And so I can articulate it to the client better and boom, and there comes a light and we get there. So, and, but that was something I never thought of doing. So as that shifted is me developing my relationship with spirit and being like, yeah. Hey guys, you know, you got to say that different or let's build on that a little bit more. But like, I I'll say words in a reading. I don't know about you, um, that I don't even know that aren't yeah. even part of do you do that? Yeah. That, yeah. yeah phrases or words yeah. that I literally never, ever, ever say. Yeah. I'll have That's to Google it later. Them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or not know what it even means or anything. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Or yeah. I'll say the same word, but in a different language, like mm. Lily is the flower, but it they had that but it means lily but it's a different word but i couldn't possibly know that so i say it as lily yeah so it's like a I got translation yes, yeah I, yep. same same yes cool oh mm-hmm. i love that so building frame of reference makes your readings less frustrating for you for for you mm-hmm. and, and a lot of it is for you because i i think the sitter or the client would be satisfied for your with your readings and and more than satisfied thrilled and grateful for them before you have that reference of the light bulb but it mm-hmm. makes it easier for you and easier for you to like work right so yeah. that's really cool i love that light bulb thing okay so t- seeing spirit you see them all in every reading you do yeah yes mm-hmm. 
incredible. That's quite rare. Is it? I think so. Oh, (laughs) are you seeing it in your mind's eye or in the real world? Uh, Do you see their soul in front of you or are you seeing it in your mind's eye? Both. Mostly mind's eye, but both. So do you do a lot of, um, or is this something that you do to describe the loved one when you're doing readings? Yeah. So we do have, yeah. So when they first come through, generally, you know, the, the overall introduction, if you will, um, they, I, I do have, you know, particular, um, ask that spirit identifies himself in a way that I can describe them or articulate them to the client. Um, so they show me family line, so family lineage. So I see um, matriarchy um, on my client on my left and mm-hmm. patriarchy on the right, and then I can pinpoint the um, family tree, if you will. So I can tell you where who this person is and how they identify in that line, and then I can tell you their initial um, message or what they're holding or what they're wearing or what they, you know, what they smell like or where their pain is. And they all identify themselves um, through lineage placement and then also characteristics of them. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) And as time goes on, are you building that lexicon, so to speak, like of symbols? Ooh, lexicon of symbols. (laughs) This is fantastic. (laughs) That's going to catch on. I yeah, like that. Let's go with it. Lexicon of symbols. Um, yeah, it shifts. It shifts all the time, and like, well, uh-huh. builds all the time. I would say, yeah. There's always, um, you know, a little bit more where you know it's constantly evolving in a really, you know, cool way. Um, but where the spirit comes up is really like where siblings come up, and then where children show, and it is, um. And then it's a feeling as well. So mm-hmm. what a brother feels like to me, they'll make me feel. So mm-hmm. it's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and, and um, even the color tone that they present them in, themselves in, um, if they have a yellow glow, if they have a black and white glow, if they have a sepia or orange glow, um, certain, certain color tones mean certain things. And, cool. I love that. Yeah. I've never heard yeah. that before. Really? No. Yeah. That's a new one for me. It's so cool. it it and it will show up as a tone because you know that means whatever, like yeah. what, a family line or a relationship or uh um, how they how their life. Their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ultimately how they passed or the actions that led to their passing. So sometimes sometimes spirit will go right into it where I will see how they passed quite quickly after mm-hmm. meeting them. They'll show me um that point um and then other times they they don't want me to see that so other times they're like "Mm, let's not talk about that (laughs) let's talk about the client and sometimes it is really important for the validity for the client um to understand how the spirit owns their passing or their connection Mm -hmm. to their passing Mm -hmm. because it does have a lot to do um with their healing but also you know the um the person's spiritual journey or the the um the process in which they release their passing so like sepia tone, for example, um, when someone shows in that orangey sepia hue, mm-hmm. um, that is suicide. So they that's them mm. taking responsibility um, for their own actions uh, mm-hmm. in in the form of taking their own life. And how they show me is very dynamic, and um, but that's our symbol for that. So cool. um, mm-hmm. so sometimes they can go deeper, and then other times it's just at that level, and that's sometimes all the client needs and 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Sometimes for me, for relationships to get what, what the relationship is, like if it's, um, paternal uncle, they'll show me a flash of my paternal uncle's face. Cool. And I know that then it's about relationships. So that's how that works for me. And I've said, that's cool. That that works for me because I know my family and, and I have one of kind of everything. <laughs> so if you there show you me go. face, then that's good. Um, good. That's fantastic. I love that. Build up your lexicon of symbols, mediums. I, uh, <laughs> lexicon of symbols. I am, I'm keeping that. That is fantastic. Thank you for that. Lexicon of symbols. <sighs> Yeah, we're going with it. So um, do spirits communicate with you when you're not doing readings? This is a question that comes up a lot for people and I'm asking it to you. <laughs> yeah, yes, they do. You know what? This is the thing. Okay. Like when you, you know, I, I consciously open and close, you mm-hmm. know, you, you have to, otherwise you can be bombarded um, and you need to kind of um, create boundaries for your own energy. You know what I mean? So it, it is healthy. Mm-hmm it's healthy to, to do that. But it's like saying, you know, how can I put this in a positive way? I keep thinking of negative examples, but I, I, (laughs) um, it's like, if someone is, you know, an athlete, you know, if we, let's think of Michael Jordan. Okay. And Michael Jordan is always going to be Michael Jordan. He's always going to be this pro basketball, you know, he's going to always have this, he's an amazing at what he does. So if he goes to the grocery store, he's still always that. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's a, he's Michael Jordan at the grocery store. But if somebody had a ball and he could spin it in the figure for a second, yeah, he could do that easily. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the context is where no matter where I go or what I do, I have to be very aware of my energy. And sometimes I'll walk past a person and it'll just be like, and I just have to keep focused on, not, you know what I mean? So yes, um, they can. Do I engage? No. So it and it's just a matter of playing by the rules that I have dictated with spirit and sticking yeah. to that. Spirit is very literal. You know, when I say yeah. no, not right now, that's the response. So it's all about me, not about, you know, spirit bombarding me. It's about how I manage spirit always being there. there it's always prevalent. So yeah. how I deal with that is is really up to me. And, you know, also my rule as well is, um, I don't want to, again, I think it's ego or some type of, um, perception that like, well, I'm a medium. So I see someone. So you just, I'm just going to tell you, you know, I'm in the lineup. I'm going to tell you, (laughs) you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, who am I to do that? You know? And so it'd be again, like Michael Jordan being like, want to see me spin a ball? Do you want to see me spin a ball? It's like, calm down. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it is a great analogy. I love it. Just buy your eggs and go home, you know? So yeah. it's, it's about creating balance and respecting what you do and respecting the people around you. Cause some yeah. people have different readiness levels. So it's always there depending on circumstance. Sometimes it's harder, but to, you know, manage. And then other times it's really easy. So it's, but it's all up to me, you know, and spirit's always there, right? Brandy, it's always around. Right. So yeah, hundred percent. And I feel like that is a big part of why generalized anxiety goes down when you do intentionally develop your spiritual abilities, because boundaries has to be a part of that um, development. And so when you finally learn, oh, I can manage my own energy. I don't have to walk around like a lighthouse all the time where spirit is bombarding me. And sometimes I don't even 
know it's spirit but it just feels like not everybody can see spirit like you but they are still mediumistic or whatever they're they're Mm -hmm. feeling energy around them all the time because they're so open so Mm -hmm. it is really important to um develop those boundaries and that is a part of why you just feel better in your own skin when you've like yeah developed this. So that that's amazing. Thank you so much for that answer. Um, okay, Amy, one thing I want to uh, get to is a question came up from the spirit talkers. And I wanted to instead of talking about myself, bring it to you. Oops, hold on. Okay. Okay. So it was about uh, this person and actually people multiple people who are listeners wanted to know how to teach kids to ground ground Mm. themselves and I'm I said okay to the one listener who was specifically asking about it too on a chat hey give me a little backstory like why is it that you want to teach your grandson to ground and she said that he is a wide open empath and he picks up energy from others and he'll come home with headaches or even illnesses that aren't his. And he'll say, Mimi, it just came on so fast and she'll give him Reiki and he's better. So that's why she feels it is coming from outside of himself. And she wants tips on how to teach him how to ground. Can you give your advice on that? Yeah. I mean, as a mother of two, uh, I have a a five-year-old son and a nine-year-old daughter and, and, um, you know, children are naturally so open, you know, they they just are, they don't really know how not to be to a certain degree. Um, and as they grow, they're kind of that kind of that expansion kind of slowly kind of comes inwards. And when they're, you know, taught, well, you have to be this way or you can't be that way, that, that, that restrictive kind of concept starts to kind of, I don't want to say bombard them, but you know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. it just kind of, they close up a little, the awareness of other people's opinions, I guess you could say. Number one is seeing it as, I mean, that's lovely that she does that for her grandson. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of parents maybe is that there's nothing wrong. Number one, putting it out there that there's nothing wrong with the child being this way. This is who they are. So you feel people or uh, you feel energies um, of those around you and you are almost like a sponge. So, you know, we have to figure out a way to protect that sponge, you know, and what I would suggest is talking about breathing and teaching them about chakras so they can understand you know, where the parts of themselves are compromised. So if I say, you know, to my daughter, um, if I ask her what's going on with her and she can't quite articulate it, we need to work on that third chakra. We need to express ourselves, you know, where she needs to feel safe to express herself. Um, so even the thing I love about chakras is they're all color related and it's very like kid approachable. So focusing on helping them understand, um, that this is normal and acceptable and very real and, you know, how to engage with themselves because of their natural tendencies, if they're a sponge in particular. And then the other concept is how they can heal themselves mm-hmm. by doing that. So breath is a really important way to do that. Again, for an example, with my daughter, if she gets quite upset, she doesn't breathe really. Like she'll kind mm-hmm. of she kind of checks out from breathing. And even though she gets super irritated when I tell her, you know, breathe, let's breathe, you know, it does, it calms her down, you know, Mm -hmm. and engages, she engages with herself. The other aspect too, is um, I get, I want to say it's called just breathe. And I believe it's by, 
Ooh, Chopra. Mm. It's a lovely book. It's for children. Um, and it's mm. about uh, meditation, like fundamentally a very simple meditation and yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, teach them about what's going on with them and allow them to see it as a, um, a healthy way of being. It's like you you need to drink water. You need to brush your teeth you need to connect with yourself. So grounding to me means connecting with yourself Mm -hmm. and, you know, creating space for how you feel. It's just a mindset versus, you know, brushing off how they feel or, oh, that kid did that to you or, you know, oh, well, you can't feel like that right now. We have to keep going. It's, you know, I hear you breathe it out. Where does it hurt? How can we uh, let that feeling feel released? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But children also naturally kind of they have a natural kind of alkaline to adjust as well um, Mm -hmm. because they're kids, you know? So creating that safe place for them to discover themselves, I think is the most important mentality to have. And it sounds like she's doing a great job at that. You know, when you know you have, it's when you know you're dealing with a sponge, how would you deal with a sponge versus a scrub brush? You know what I mean? They're different. (laughs) So if, if she, you know, like having that awareness of your child and what their tendencies are and accepting that and working with that, that's, Mm -hmm that's the best way to be. It sounds like she's handling that really well. True. True. And if she's doing Reiki on him, then she can even teach him brushing off and um, shaking everything off and doing a little dance or a stomp out just to shake things loose and to own his own energy again. That's right. I love that. I get a visual. Um, I just looked up the book you were talking about, Just Breathe, Meditation, Mindfulness, Movement, and More. And it's for children. It's by... Malika Chopra. Malika Chopra. Yes, that's correct. So that's Deepak Chopra's daughter. Oh, uh, of course. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, It's, it's, it's a, it's a lovely book. I have it and I, my kids um, see it and use it. And again, it's just, it's mindfulness for children as what a great fundamental tool to use. Oh, thank you. I learned of this just now and I'm going to pick them up. Just feel as well as one of them by the same yes. author and yes. just be you. Yes. Um, They're lovely books. Love that intentions, be yourself. Ooh, these are fantastic. Thank yes. you. Thank you. And to the listeners, you can pick that up and get some great advice from Malika Chopra. I know it's hard to say. <laughs> it's a beautiful name though. It is. Uh, okay. So I was going to ask you about Claire's. I think your mm. best, highest Claire is seeing. What do you think? Yeah. You know, I think this is, yeah. Sure. Uh, <laughs> if you were to, if you were to have to pick one, it's, it's hard, right? Cause they go along together. Well, I think the feeling, so the feeling and the understanding aspect is quite, quite strong for me as well. So normally um, they show me things that make me feel situations and circumstances that make me feel a certain way Yes, that then I have an emotional response to, but I, I visually see them. So it's, um, it's that Claire, um, cog, 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 their cognizance, the thinking. Yes. Um, that That's also kind of an aspect for me, but I hear their voices and their, if they have an accent or, you know, their voice tone. Um, cool. So it all kind of goes together, but yeah, I guess seeing would be the, the strongest for me. That's the for thing sure. that brings it in and then combine, yeah. they're always combined yes. with clairsentience, clairgust or claircognizance. Amazing. 
Ugh, mm-hmm. That's awesome. What about you? What about you? Um, Claire cognizance, the thoughts lately. Mm. Yeah. I was getting a lot of seeing without anything for a long time when I was pretty numbed down and like closed off mm. and it made no sense to me. <laughs> I would get visions and be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but now that they're combined with clairsentience, the feeling and the knowing, mm. it's uh, I love it. It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So doing um this work or any kind of mediumship or psychic work or spiritual abilities work goes hand in hand with self-development and uh, working on your psyche and and figuring out how to uh, get past maybe certain blocks of maybe you don't know how to feel very well like maybe you aren't in touch with your feelings and that's something that you need to learn excuse me in your real life before it really comes online with your psychic skills right so that is a lesson um that I had to learn and 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 I'm still learning you know we're always working on ourselves and and Uh our spiritual abilities but the two things go hand in hand people so you can't have have one and not the other unfortunately you can't be a gifted medium and psychic without doing the work on yourself too right that's correct that's (laughs) absolutely correct 100% Well, Amy, it was so, so, so good to connect with you. I feel like we're friends now. Friends uh, yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> friends on. Friends on. Um, how can people find you? Um, what are your social media handles or your website? And I'll put it in the show notes as well, but please tell us. Yeah. So you can find me at The Modern Medium on Instagram, Facebook, and themodernmedium.ca. Very simple and easy. I love it. Super Great easy. name too. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Absolute pleasure, Brandy. Honestly, what a great day. Great. You're (laughs) fabulous. Thank you. You're fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye.